You just bought Fallen Order, right? Yes, I did. Are you enjoying it? So far, I just got to Kashuk, so I'm not kind of late. Like, I just got to do, like, the cool... You know what I I found out through this game? What? It's pronounced Kashik. Is it? Yeah. Although, he also called an ATAT an ADAT, and I was like, fuck that, that's nonsense. I don't know about that. no reason for it to ever be called an ADAT. There, there really isn't. Like, I just, I can't think anyone ever. Uh, you know what's stupid? I actually have a, a vague memory of someone having called it an ADAT, like, as a child. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, my God, your parents must hate you. Like, you you must be such like, a disappointment. Like, a model number. <laughs> so, like, I, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be, like... At at they'd be like at at ten forty oh one like yeah. you know it's 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 letters and number it's all very it's imperial it's it's terrible yes <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about <laughs> welcome to my spooky gay family uh, I'm your resident spooky drag queen Pissy Miles and I am your resident spooky drag queen spooky sister Sam Baxter and today we are talking about my childhood obsession uh, Sam's adult obsession. And her wife's lifelong obsession. <laughs> Sarah is actually she she is sitting on the couch right now, like just doing, giving us both like furious, <laughs> knitting f- angrily. Yes, it's like uh, those those YouTube videos where it's like uh, knits angrily in Danish. Yeah, like it's just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are talking about the sci-fi mega hit Disney bought out crazy uh saga of a film star wars today because i i am not a huge sci-fi nerd but star wars is my shit i think it's kind of a a weird thing because i don't actually i like star wars like a lot better than like star trek or battlestar galactica and things like that and i think it's it's mostly because i'm a fantasy nerd and i would consider star wars to be more sort of fantasy in space than it is truly science fiction. Agreed. Like, it's not really speculative. Like, there's really no attempt to kind of make the technology or... Or tie it into our universe in any way. Yeah, there's really no attempt to be like, oh, this is a thing we could conceivably do in the future. If nothing else, it is, in fact, a galaxy far, far away and it's supposed to be a long time ago. Yeah. So it it feels much Imagine what that galaxy must be like today. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Although, I will say, if I can humble brag for just a moment, I do have a small tie to Star Trek. Actually, I have two small ties to Star Trek. Oh. I hosted I mean a I hosted a Pride <laughs> Night um, this year before George Takei's show at the State Theater in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. and did not get to meet George Takei, which I was very upset about. But <laughs> when I went to the impeachment hearings, and I was all over the news. George Takei tweeted about me. Yes, he did, and posted about me on social media. So I have multiple connections that are extremely <laughs> intangible to George you're like, Takei. You're like this. You're like, this. <laughs> <laughs> like two peas and different pods. Yes. Um, the opposite size of the country. 
Yeah, I mean, I, and and I like <laughs> George Takei. I think he's Zarkas. really cool. I think I think George Takei is a, no, a pretty George cool Takei guy. George Takei seems really cool. I, I always enjoy seeing what what he's putting on social media. I, I like George Takei. I think more as a person than I like him as Sulu. Well, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't really into Star Trek, yeah, so no, it's like I, it kind of doesn't. I'm not into Star Trek, but I know a lot about Star Trek because I live with Sarah, and it's constantly on kind of in Is the it? background when I'm doing stuff. She likes to watch it while she's while she's working and while she's knitting. Um so especially like if I'm just sitting there like fucking around on my phone like frequently like trouble with tribbles will be on in the background. Trouble with what? Trouble with tribbles. Have you ever you've never seen a tribble? Uh, a, a tribble is like the Star Trek version. I feel like I've I've I feel like I've had some trouble with my own tribbles in the bathroom but that's the only tribbles I've ever encountered. They're little like balls of fur exactly that, that, that purr really loudly and reproduce at an alarming rate they're like little guinea pigs they're, they're all like, of your cats like star trek guinea pigs my cats don't reproduce they're no but they're balls of I fur to, and they then they purr constantly no um yes they do um but yeah no that that episode is frequently on in the background um i've i've seen like you know evil kirk and evil Spock. are they monsters cat. no they're they're just cute little things that kind of end up they're just sort of pests, but the humans think they're cute, and like the, the the whole the whole gist of it is like Spock walking around going, "I don't understand these creatures are useless," and everybody else going, "But they're so cute though." And like Uhura's got like sixty of them like on her like console at one point. I don't it's even just, know who half really... these people are. I'm like, I really was not. I was not <laughs> like built I said, for Star Trek. Not into Star Trek. Like, no, a lot <laughs> Everything about it. Um, <laughs> so Star Wars is a much different uh, yes. entity. I I was. I was really into Star Wars as a kid because dad loved Star Wars. He was like, he was like, oh, you have to watch Star Wars. And, and he, he definitely like got me into it. I mean, I think everyone kind of in dad's generation who was kind of like the target audience age when the original trilogy came out. Like I, I, I've never met someone of that age bracket that was like kind of meh Star Wars. Mm. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean. Dad was like the prime age to be a fan of Star yeah, Wars. He was he was kind of perfectly there at the at the right moment for exactly kind of the the age that that the original trilogy was targeted at and hmm. like we kind of got the prequel trilogy <laughs> and, and now the the sequel trilogy. Yeah. The, and I will say something, well, I'll save this for okay, I'll yeah, save this no, for fine. later. But what is your relationship with Star Wars? I I enjoy Star Wars. I wouldn't say I'm like a super fan of it, but like I mean, I I definitely appreciate it. Like I, I'm always excited when the new movie comes out and Rise of Skywalker is is almost upon us. And I, I admit, like I'm one of those people who like I don't think I would ever like I, I don't write Star Wars fan fiction. I I, I don't like <laughs> collect action figures or, or anything like that. But like when you're sitting in the movie theater and you hear the theme start up and you see the scroll start, like yeah. that, that's just always a really thrilling moment. It's exciting. It's yeah. like, it's like sitting in the theater and watching the new Halloween when the theme starts yeah, and the exactly. pumpkin starts. It's, it's like, it's nostalgic and, and it's kind of like this, this feeling meaningful. like you're kind of part of this like pop culture thing. Yeah. That's, that's I agree really with important. that. And I actually really liked the first new one. I did too. I really uh, liked what, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. Force Awakens was really good. Um the second one was a little funky. It um it fell off the rails a little bit and and not for any of the reasons that kind of toxic social media mm-hmm. went off on like like I I 
thought most of the acting was fine. And I think what really happened was Ryan Johnson didn't like Force Awakens and kind of wanted to take the story in a totally different direction. But then you have these two movies that are supposed to be part of one story. Yeah. And one of them feels like it's a completely different thing. <laughs> it does. And it's really, it's truly bizarre because it's like the things that happen in the second movie, it's like you kill the supervillain. Yeah. And you make the like, <laughs> less supervillain total like like a baby-faced idiot and it's like well what are we doing I, um i i do think that kylo ren is probably the weakest part of the sequel trilogy like i and i don't think that's actually absolutely what a what like a that shit controversial of opinion a I, I, think, I think it's just like he's just not he's not frightening i don't find him particularly compelling <laughs> it's like, like having it's a baby like, following you with a lightsaber yeah, going, it's, it's like i'm watching like every like 15 year old boy going through his emo phase but yeah. he has a he has a lightsaber that he, has like he got his lightsaber at, like, f- at fucking hot topic yeah like <laughs> like he got that mask at hot topic you know he got that fucking mask at hot topic that weird like Fucking he <laughs> that Darth Vader knockoff. Yeah. Like like, like, like the mask that no. is the the love child of Darth Vader and Boba Fett. Yeah. Because I think like and I think that's intentional because I think that's like, oh, we gotta make him look like really cool. So who are the two coolest Star Wars characters? Is mm. Darth Vader and Boba Fett. But like, uh there is one Star Wars character who is not from the original trilogy mm-hmm. who is way more badass than I would say even Boba Fett. I mean, I know who you're going to say, so it's fine, but go ahead. <laughs> it's Darth Maul. Darth Maul Darth is Maul is incredibly badass he is like a click and a half below darth vader yeah no and i think that like in the prequel trilogy he was tragically underused it boggles my mind i'm like george lucas what were you smoking when you were like i know let me create this awesome villain and kill him at the end of the first prequel he was was too busy like adding CGI crap to the original trilogy to re-release it and make a shit ton of I money. know. But like, <laughs> and honestly, I will say that my favorite, I have a few moments that stand out to me as like my favorite moments in the Star Wars saga. And that is uh, the first lightsaber duel between Luke and Darth Vader. Which is awesome. Awesome. It's an, it's an awesome battle. Um, not only for the the lightsaber action, but also for the story that mm-hmm. was happening then in the dialogue. It was just a very well-written scene. Uh, the lightsaber duel between Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, is which incredible. is fucking amazing. Probably one of the best lightsaber sequences in the whole saga. And like, go Ray Park, man. Like, Ray Park. Like Ray Park killed it. Killed it. Literally, if it yeah. was Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where are your skills now, Liam Neeson? <laughs> and I deserted you. Uh, there was another moment I was going to say, but it is lost to me. It's gone forever. <laughs> I guess it wasn't that good. <laughs> I am. Um, I think my what I think my favorite moment, like for forever, I would have absolutely agreed with you. I thought I think my favorite thing ever was was the Darth Maul Obi Wan. <gasps> oh, I remembered what it was. Quite, okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean you're to fine. Cut you you're off. fine. Go ahead. The Rogue One, Darth Vader, uh, lightsaber moment at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I was about to say. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's all right. No, what I was about to say is forever it, it had been that Darth Maul fight. But then like when I went to see Rogue One and I wasn't like a huge fan of Rogue One. I wasn't either. It was a little bit like, I don't think I need nihilistic Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Like, like I get what they were doing. It was a fun movie. Um, like I, I liked it, but it wasn't like I, I didn't really get the hype. But like the, yeah. the only thing in that movie where I was like, this is amazing. Yeah was when Darth Vader showed up on the, <laughs> on the transport at the end. Because, like, how fucking extra is Anakin Skywalker? He turned off his life support for two seconds just because he's like, I'm going to scare the crap out of these guys. Watch this. And for two <laughs> minutes, he's standing there looking like the little girl on airplane. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then he starts swinging that lightsaber around, and it's like, oh, right, Darth Vader's scary. Well, like, and you know what? <laughs> That's the thing. I will say this is something that separates our generation from like someone in like dad's generation mm-hmm. or even Carmen, because Carmen has been very vocal about this. Carmen, Carmen is, is our Jessica brother-in-law. Um, everyone in that generation thinks Darth Vader is like a super badass. But when you watch the lightsaber duels, it's not like that impressive in the original trilogy because the technology just yeah, was the, not the special as effects good. Wasn't there. Um, and Darth Vader, don't get me wrong. Darth Vader, super badass. But I think in rogue one, you finally get to see him, like really show up and show out. Yeah. And like fuck shit up. Like really proves like like, why Darth (laughs) Vader is like the baddest motherfucker in this galaxy. (laughs) And especially after we had, we had gone through the prequel trilogy with Hayden Christensen and like listening Mm. to him, like, when like, like seriously like listening to Anakin whine for three movies and then you come back with 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 Darth Vader acting like Darth Vader yeah and like being legitimately terrifying terrifying in that sequence it's horrifying like, it is so scary like and I mean honestly kudos to the guys who were playing the rebel soldiers too because like the looks on their faces I'd be scared so wouldn't you? Even no, if I, like, would, I would know it was fake and I would still be like, this is horrifying. No, but like I remember watching, like, especially in the in the original trilogy, like when you watch the sequence, the original sequence when he's coming and looking for Leia. Mm-hmm. And like you see these guys and like every guy's doing the Wilhelm scream. They're like jumping all over the place <laughs> to make it look like they got shot. And like, like, I mean, that's just the way the special effects and the stunt work worked at the time. And it was totally fine. But yeah. like, it looks kind of cartoony. Yeah. And then in this one, you see it and you're just like, oh, these guys are fucked. Oh, like, yeah. And <laughs> like, you're like, oh, that's why they were getting bounced yeah, around like, <laughs> like fucking pinballs. And I, I will say something to agree with what you're saying before. Rogue One was a good movie. It was a well-written movie. Mm-hmm. But it is so depressing it really is. that it's like, what the <laughs> fuck did I just watch? And it, I, David said at the end, he was like, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, did you? Because I was just stressed out for two and a half hours. Yeah, no, it was, it was a little bit like, and, and I mean, the thing is like going into Rogue One, like knowing kind of what, having, was, yeah. having read like the description of what this movie was yeah. about. Like it's one of those things that's like, yeah, you know, but I'm making it out of here. But, but, but I thought but, at least like, one or two people. I did think it was really cool. Um, apart from the, the nihilism. Like, I did think it was really cool to kind of see the perspective of the Death Star firing mm, from, from the, planet the planet it's firing yeah. on. Like, that was absolutely horrifying. But yeah, like, it's terrifying. But that's the thing. It's like, there's no break in the tension. Yeah, no, there really isn't. In it's Rogue just like, One. It's all sad and anger and yeah. bitter. And, like, and it was a little too much for me, if and I'm being I, honest. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I think the actors did a fine job, but I didn't I didn't really care for, for Jin Erso or What's-His-Face. Oh, I did. I really the liked them, but that's, why, <laughs> but that's why it was so hard for me to watch because it's like uh, everything was so tense. You were always, I was always scared for them, like the whole movie, and yeah. there was never a break in it. See, I was scared for Bodhi. Bodhi was, was my guy. which like, one's Bodhi? Bodhi is the the the, um, the like imperial samurai. pirate. 
the imper- the imperial pilot, not I was pirate, like pirate who switches who switches <laughs> sides. Yeah, no, I, I messed it up. But, um, who switches sides and he's the he's the pilot that brings him down there because like I thought he was really funny and he broke the tension. In, in I honestly like the three can't places even that remember they the character that well. Um, no, but I thought he was delightful and I was really mm-hmm. sad when he died. But like, yeah, <laughs> everybody I mean, else was kind of like, well, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Are you looking forward to anything in the new episode? I, episode. I, I am. <laughs> I'm looking forward to just because we, we've seen footage of this in kind of the teaser trailer. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a force vision. I don't think it's real, but, um, we got a couple shots of like Darth Ray. And there's a part of me that's like, I just want to see what that sequence looks like because she looks super badass. Darth Ray, meaning yeah. like she's a Sith Lord? Yeah, there was there was a couple of shots of her in kind of like the dark Sith robes and she had a double-bladed red lightsaber. Hmm. And I'm like, that looks amazing. That would be so cool. Like, it's one of those things like, I know that this is this is kind of bleeding into like another talking point on here. I'm almost honestly hoping because I think a Kylo Ren redemption arc at this point is inescapable. I almost hope they swap. They, swi- they swap sides? I almost hope they swap and raise huh. the big bad. That like, would be like, interesting. I think that would be really cool. If nothing else, she would be way scarier than Kylo Ren. Yeah, she <laughs> like, would be scarier. Although, like, like, I'd be worried going up against Rey. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, like, I would too. Uh, it, that's, a, that's a tough one. There's a part of me that thinks like, oh, that would definitely be a lot of fun. Yeah. But then there's another part of me that's like, ugh, but I spent like... I spent I two movies I, like warming up to her and now it's like to swap sides would like kind of throw me off a little bit. It, it would throw me off. I think that like I have a tendency also to really like villains in fantasy. Mm. So, I mean, like, I do too. I think the fact that Kylo Ren is such a disappointing villain almost makes me want to be like, no, just make him the good guy because the good guys can be boring and I don't have to care about them. But like, yeah. But, like, but um, it's such a it, Kylo Ren is even, such a polarizing character. Well, it's also just like, look at what they had to do to like deal with the fact that he's a terrible villain. We're getting Ian McDiarmid back. I know <laughs> we're getting like, like, I, I'm, I don't know how closely everyone who listens to this follows this, but a, a couple of months ago, they, they showed footage of it was the first trailer for Rise of Skywalker, which is the new episode. And um at the Emperor end, Palpatine. you hear Emperor Palpatine laughing and they just had Ian McDiarmid like walk out onto the stage, wait like three minutes for the applause to subside and then <laughs> have him say, play it again and walk away. And it was like the coolest thing that Star Wars has done in like I 10 know, years. I know, but, like, it's like, <laughs> but um, I mean, if you look at kind of the extended lore, like, I mean, Kevin's in agreement, Sarah's in agreement and like I think everyone just understands at this point it's going to be a clone of Palpatine almost certainly Mm. I didn't consider that I guess it could be a clone because how would he have survived what happened to him yeah now in the original extended universe what's now Star Wars Legends thank you Disney Um, (laughs) in the original extended universe there were like a whole bunch of Palpatine clones and like he he popped up as the villain like every couple books yeah (laughs) everyone's like like, god damn it another one (laughs) somebody get to this lab and break the vial Jesus yeah no like I and Sarah's like literally chewing on a knitting needle right now which means that she absolutely like probably (laughs) someone did that like at some point Obi-Wan Kenobi went and like destroyed the lab and she's just looking at me. She just raised her eyebrows. I think I guessed it. I think I got it. No, I didn't. Okay, she's shaking her head. Um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, uh, but but that is, there have been a lot of controversial things to have happened in the Star Wars universe over the last 40 years. Yeah. Do you have a, a what would be considered like a controversial opinion? I, th- I think I do. I don't know actually how controversial it is anymore. 
But like, I honest to God, I enjoyed Force Awakens more than I like A New Hope. Really? I I I do. I I I really like Force Awakens, and I I know that that makes me like some kind of like blasphemous treasonous person. But like like I, it's one of those things that in A New Hope, like it's fun. It's great. I don't mm. dislike the movie. I just enjoy the interplay between the characters in Force Awakens, I think, a little bit better because yeah. every everybody in A New Hope is kind of it, it all the dialogue feels a little stilted and a little wooden, and I just think that the Force Awakens feels more real. Yeah, I do think but I th- I think that's that a could fair be a assessment. Thing too. I don't well, know. it's it's fair. I do think that the the big problem is that in A New Hope so much is expository because yeah. It was a brand new idea. No one knew anything about it. And it was also George Lucas was much younger when he wrote it. And it it was. Yeah, I, I think that the, the writing in the original trilogy does get better as the films go on. Um, yeah. A lot of that apparently has to do with Carrie Fisher because she was punching up the dialogue in mm-hmm. between playing Princess Leia. She was doing some writing for it. Um, a lot of Leia's best lines were apparently written by Carrie Fisher and not George Lucas, which <laughs> shocking. I mean, shocking, um, which is another thing I'm looking forward to in Rise of Skywalker. Like, even though I know it's going to make me a little sad is seeing Carrie Fisher on screen again because yeah. I, I miss the shit out of her. I, th- that's <laughs> something I'm actually not looking forward to is like how they wrap up her storyline because I'm like, they have to. Yeah, somehow. Somehow. Because obviously she will not be in any future unless yeah. they just pull a Rogue One and blow up the just, planet just just cgi carrie fisher oh. every <laughs> star wars movie forever i thought even blow up the planet <laughs> no. i was like well they could do that um but but yeah i guess it it would be a very emotional thing for me because i really love carrie fisher i'm i'm actually kind of hoping that they find a way to wrap up her arc without killing her because i think i i don't yeah. know if it's possible i think if they do it in a way that's satisfying i think i'd be okay with it like even if it's just i yeah. don't i also don't know how much footage they have that's because the thing. I know that's what it comes down to. So much of like like a lot of what we're going to see of Leia in this one is stuff that they had actually shot for Last Jedi and are repurposing for Rise of Skywalker. Exactly, yeah. Force Awakens. I'm sorry. Sarah has corrected me. It's stuff they shot for Force Awakens and didn't use. Hmm. Didn't use, sorry. But um <laughs> either way, like obviously trying to work around those scenes that were already shot is going to be kind of I, I don't know how satisfying an ending for Leia we can get. Yeah. But I would I mean I I also feel like I have a kind of controversial opinion, but it is really in no way related to the new trilogy. <laughs> it actually has to do with the, the prequels, uh, prequels <laughs> which I'm going to say something, and I know that there are going to be a lot of people who, who disagree. I love The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace is a great movie. I, great I, movie. I, I think it like Jar Jar Binks aside, but that's what I was going to say. <laughs> a lot of people hate Jar Jar Binks. I don't hate Jar Jar Binks. I don't really hate him either. Like I, I wasn't like, I don't really understand where like the, the vitriolic hatred of him comes I from. Don't because either. I don't think, I don't think he adds anything, but I don't think he's like so terrible. That I mean, he's sucks. a, he's clearly a bumbling idiot, but it's yeah. like, he's a, he's comedic relief. Like, it's yeah, like it's like then, saying you hate C three PO. C three PO is like the thing is like you don't have three PO yeah. really in Phantom Menace, so you had to find some character to fill that in. I yeah, think, I think there are some valid criticisms of the fact that he's kind of racist. Well, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, but like then again, the 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 Trade Federation is also clearly Asian, <laughs> and like it's it's one of those things. Like there's there's a lot going on in the Phantom Menace 
that that could be considered problematic. But like, yeah, but I don't think that the, but the you movie also, gets a lot of hate. But you do it. also have to remember, I mean, Jar Jar Binks aside, you do have to remember that a big inspiration for the whole saga was World War II and the, uh, the yeah, Japanese no, were I, a big part of that. Not yeah. defending what George wrote, but I, I can yeah. see why that might be a tie-in. Um, I think Phantom Menace is great because it gave us one of the most badass villains in the saga. Like we said, Darth Maul. I, as a little kid, was like obsessed with Darth Maul. <laughs> And I remember it killed me. <laughs> you took karate classes, right? I think, like, well, n- not no. Dad made me. <laughs> <laughs> I took taekwondo for like two weeks, and I was like, no, I'm good. Uh, I just thought Darth Maul was such a great reinvention of the Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. It. The only criticism I have is that he was like a far more advanced Sith Lord than yeah. some of the Sith that came after him. Yes technically in the series. So <laughs> I think I think the biggest crime is that they, like you said, underutilized him, that they killed him at the end yeah, of the first like, one. I didn't need General Grievous or no. and as much as I love Christopher Lee, like not a not a not an imposing <laughs> like, villain. No, like, like nobody was scared of Count Dooku. Like it, it's one no. of those things like the first movie in the prequel trilogy is really good and then like the second one is kind of meh. And I never watched one is Revenge really of the Sith. Mad. Or is, it, is that what it's called? Revenge, <laughs> Revenge of, the Sith? of the Sith is the third one. I never even watched it. Yeah. Um, apart from the the final sequence when it's Anakin, when it's Anakin and Obi Wan yeah. fighting, um, it's kind of like it's kind of like weirdly political intrigue, and then it's like it's just a lot of like it, it's a lot of watching the Jedi Council do stupid shit <laughs> that seems out of character. Strangely, like, like our current Senate. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. <laughs> And it also involves like Yoda and Ian McDermott like throwing like council pods at each other weirdly for like 20 minutes, like which was kind of cool because you got to see Yoda fight. But at the mm. same time, it's like it's CGI Yoda like hopping around. I and, know. Like, like, it's like it's like I, I almost would have preferred the puppet. Yeah. No, honestly, I do prefer the puppet. Like like straight up. I will. I will. Be I mean, totally, in the fight sequence. Totally open with it. No, in any in any context. Give me the puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, agreed. I have a very important question. Okay. If you existed in the Star Wars universe, yes. would you follow the path of the Jedi or of the Sith? And I know exactly this the is, problem you're having at the moment. This is cheating, kind of. <laughs> because I'm going to go with kind of a... I, I, I'm not actually sure if this is a canon concept or not, but this is a concept that Sarah has like shouted at me about over and over and over again. Um, I think I would pick what is called a gray Jedi, which is a Jedi without all the order bullshit. Hmm. Because essentially, like, when you look at the whole, like, you can't love, you can't have anger, like, you basically can't have strong emotions because those all lead to the dark side. And that's, like, such a prohibitive, like, mm-hmm. framework that it causes people to fall. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, when you look at it's what like happened to priest. Anakin. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like, when you look at ha- what happened to Anakin, it's like, it's one of those things, it's like, maybe if, like, he just didn't have to hide his marriage to Padme and, like you know, got any kind of support from you motherfuckers. Like maybe Darth yeah. Vader would never would have existed. So it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like, which I think is more of kind of what we see from old Luke in the sequel trilogy is, is he's kind of towing that line 
because he's he's kind of saying he wasn't raised in the you will not feel emotion at all like they weren't watching frozen you know so you can see <laughs> don't feel in in return of the jedi so like i i, I feel like that is kind of where i would fall because i don't think i could ever actually i um <laughs> the sith tend to serve fascism which is a thing that i have a big problem with <laughs> that and that's kind of where i fall because there's a huge part of me <coughs> excuse me that as as a fan of the movies and how yeah. badass the villains are the aesthetic is the, amazing. the aesthetic <laughs> i'm like i would of course be a sith but then when you really get down to the brass tacks of it it's like i would not be a yeah, sith i'm i'm not, I'm not an Nazi. evil person yeah, no. so <laughs> i i i would not be prepared to act the way no, a sith would act and it's like, and I think this is a this is a problem that many people run into with like any kind of fantasy villain is kind of the aesthetic is always just amazing. Like, oh yeah, like the Death Eaters look way cooler than like anything that that Harry and Ron and Hermione are, are doing. Oh yeah, but like at the same time, wizarding Nazis. So it's like it's like <laughs> the fact that like every the, the fact that evil has an excellent like fashion designer really isn't a good enough reason. I know, but like it's one of those things where it's like, can't we just like I don't know, like <laughs> like just make the outfits look a little cooler? And I know, can be totally can I look badass but be right? a nice guy? Like, <laughs> like I can look bad and be good. Like I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Like that's what I want. Like, <laughs> but that I think that's what's interesting about Star Wars is that you you end up with these these villains who are so. Uh, they are drawn that way and it's yeah. like they are they are drawn as these scary motherfuckers except for and benny boy who kylo ren his, oh his oh ben, benjamin yeah, yeah. Yes. uh <laughs> uh th- the sith in the first six movies <laughs> yeah are pretty badass dudes and honestly i will say i think that's part of what appealed to me about star wars is that it is kind of a scary series. Not just not just the way it scares you as a kid where it's like Darth Vader is a scary looking guy. Yeah. Darth Maul is fucking terrifying. But then so as an adult... So they copied him for Insidious. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then you, you get to be an adult and you're like, well, but wait, when you think about what is happening in those movies, it's scary as an adult for a, a much different reason because you see those things paralleled in our actual society and that yeah. is scary. No, when you when you kind of see like the rise of white nationalism that's kind of happening right now. In, uh, in the USA, <laughs> yeah. Like and go, yeah. This, feels very this is strange. Yeah, but it's it feels like, like they're building the Death Star I, under my feet. <laughs> I think you understand kind of the existential threat that the Empire and now the First Order, which sounds really stupid. <laughs> um, and I, I have to say, the sequel trilogy is not off the hook because I think they've also criminally underused a villain that I thought was way cooler than like the main villain, um, Captain Phasma, as portrayed by Gwendolyn Christie is awesome. Mm. Oh yeah. And really needed more screen time before they lit her on fire and blew her up in space. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like Gwendolyn Christie is amazing. And like, like, it's like I was way scared, more afraid of Phasma than I was of Kylo of Ren. Of Kylo Ren, yeah. <laughs> but it, her, her death was gratifying. It, it was. just shouldn't have come when it did. Yeah, no, I think it sh- they should have waited for the third movie. If nothing else, like, I think Finn's story arc is so interesting to have it kind of like not completely resolve, but like have that portion of it resolve in the second film felt unsatisfying. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Um, and and it, Finn is a very interesting component of the new ones because 
it's like you said, we have two very interesting heroes. And Three. then in, I think Poe's really cool too. Po, I, yeah. Po, and I, I think he was also mistreated by last Jedi, but I, th- I think that Poe ha- has a really interesting arc. And the, yeah. And then Kylo kind of falls into this weird, like villain slash possible anti-hero. And I think that's kind area. of, why I don't like him is because you gave me three really interesting heroes and now you're trying to kind of sell me on Kylo Ren. Yeah. And it's like, I'm more interested in what the three heroes you already gave me are doing. Yeah. I don't need to have emotional catharsis from Kylo Ren. And honestly, (laughs) if I can say something about Kylo Ren, the first like 20 minutes to a half an hour of force awakens Mm -hmm. Kylo Ren was a badass. Yeah, no, pretty much. Uh, honestly, up until I actually thought I was really going to like him. Until for, he took his mask until off. Until he took his mask off. <laughs> like, it was one of those things. That this is nothing against Adam Driver. He's working with what he's given. Yeah. But, like, that moment where, like, he finds out that Ray got away and he just, like, beats the shit out of a console with his lightsaber and then yeah. just turns him very calmly. Is there anything else? Like, that was <laughs> great. Like, we were doing really good. Give me more of that. Like, like that was perfect like give me that like unstable psycho thing like that's scary but like agreed then we get into last jedi and it's like oh luke tried to kill him and like sarah screams this all the time and i 100 percent agree with her it's like luke i know there is still good in you skywalker tried to kill his nephew because he thought about the dark side for 10 seconds that doesn't (laughs) really make a shit ton of sense does it like luke literally like killed the emperor with the power of love. And now he's sitting here like, I'm going to murder my nephew because he, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, Kylo played a violent video game and I'm afraid he's going to turn. Let me like go and like fucking stab him in the face with my laser sword. Like it just doesn't feel very Luke to anyone. No, that and is, like, <laughs> it's like the antithesis of Luke. Yeah. So it's, it's like Luke because Luke gets to that point where he becomes, uh, he becomes a superior Jedi. Yeah. He's essentially, he's like, he's like a, he's achieved Nirvana essentially yeah. by the, by the end of return of the Jedi. And then like, I get, I, I can completely understand taking his character back away from that because like the, the guy who was completely at peace with himself is not an interesting character, mm-hmm. but like having him go so far in the other direction when there didn't really seem to be any reason for it just felt like a huge disservice because it's like, as much as we've talked about how cool all the other characters are, like, in the original in the original trilogy like Luke is great and yeah. Leia is great and Han I I've I never been, I've never great. been as fond of Han as I think a lot of other people but I've always liked him I really like Han like, especially because of Chewie Yeah no and they Chewie, make Chewie's a good great. they make a good kind of like <laughs> little like funny yeah. duo I don't, I don't know I I think what it really boils down to is uh you and I are both probably on some level Jedi and yeah, <laughs> somewhere on the spectrum. Yeah, I, I, I somewhere like to think on the Jedi my, spectrum. I like to think of myself as more of a of a Qui Gon Jinn or Mace Windu, a little bit more fuck you to everybody. But yeah, yeah, or even an Obi Wan. Obi Wan was pretty rebellious. See, I I love Obi Wan, and one of the Star Wars projects that I'm actually really excited about is is we're getting a Kenobi series on Disney Plus. Wasn't there one already? No, they an haven't, animated they haven't one. Done, they he was he's one of the leads in the clone wars Mm. and I'm not sure if he's in rebels or not. Sarah, shake your head. She nods. Yes, he is. Um, in the cartoons, there's a lot more Obi-Wan and Anakin because they kind of tried to fix the clone wars and revenge of the Sith a little bit through the cartoons and they did it. They did it really well. And one of the things they did was they brought Darth Maul back. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shocking. With like with robotic robot legs. legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, because um because they got it. You know, it's like oh, why the hell would you get goodness. rid of them? Well, I'm I'm sad to say that since this is a mini episode, yeah. we're we're coming to the end. Um, um, we will be talking about Star Wars again if for no other reason than because if I ever want like to have my wife's affection again, she has to be allowed to talk about this. And honestly, guys, I think so. when I think when Rise of Skywalker comes out, we'll probably do another mini so yeah, just to least. talk about it because I'm I am excited to see it. I I'm really excited too. I. I, I had a moment kind of after Last Jedi where I'm like, I can wait for video. And now that we're kind of back in it and I've seen the teaser trailers and I'm getting all hyped again, it's kind of like, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to this and I think this could be fun. Well, and that before we go, like, that's one thing that pissed me off about the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they put the first one out and then they were like, OK, we're going to do another one and it'll come out in two years. Yeah. And it's like. What? <laughs> uh, like. <laughs> And and people were making the argument. They're like, "Well, I guess they had to see if it was going to be a hit or not." It's, it's like Star it's Wars. Star Wars. What did you think was gonna? Everyone was gonna be like, "No, it's okay. I've seen it." Like everyone is going to go see Star Wars. They yeah. could have had these three movies back to back to back, yeah. year after year after year. And honestly, like I, I think that this trilogy is almost an argument for doing everything the way they did Lord of the Rings, where they where they, where they filled all filmed all three films at once and then just released them. Yeah. separately like and did post-production in between. and honestly that would be fine take a year do your yeah. post-production even make me wait a year but yeah, this no, whole two years in between it's like we're talking six years of, of movies now yeah but it was it was disney going like well we want to do the rogue one thing and we want to do solo and we want to do all this other stuff and like, like it's it's you cool that, that we're that getting later. extra content but like I don't disagree with what you're saying, but there's a part of me that's kind of like there there has been a little bit of Star Wars saturation in the last couple of years where it's like I feel like there's a new one out every like six months and it doesn't feel like quite as much of an event. Mm-hmm. This one coming out that's in the main storyline now does feel like that again. And I'm excited. For I mean, I do agree with that, but I think it would have felt that way if these ones had come out a year apart, like I the agree. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Uh <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this little Star Wars discussion because we are going to continue to talk about it in the future. Uh, th- and that's really it. Any closing comments? I don't think so. I just, I, I, I think um, really the only thing is if, if at all possible, J.J. Abrams, if you're listening, if you did this, <laughs> if you could just cut this scene from the film. If Ray kisses Kylo Ren, I'm going to personally come to your house and punch you in the face. I wouldn't be surprised if she um, turned out I, to be his sister i would be fine with that but we've already done the kissing your sister thing yeah. so it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really hope they don't kiss yeah i kind of hope that that's that's one thing from the original trilogy they don't feel the need to repeat but yeah. it's it's also just to please no like just just no like like ray hasn't had nearly enough to do and she still deserves better like please don't. i agree and <laughs> i like that she's not like a romantic lead she's no she has her own yeah. story yeah it's crazy all right, kids, that's it for uh, this little Star Wars mini-sode. We'll be back to talk about more Star Wars in the future, and make sure you tune in next week. We're going to be uh, answering some listener questions. Yes, yeah, so please send us listener questions. Yes, send us your listener <laughs> questions. You can send your questions to spookygayfam at gmail.com or send them to us on social media, and we will answer them here on the mini-sode. So yes. until next time, stay spoopy and remember. At your giant feet out there on the beach, could have outrun those birds. Your psycho wiener, let me grab my beater.
My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Seagull's Stop It Now by Bad Lip Reading, available on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Jewel Productions. Barbara. <laughs>